Hello and welcome to another episode of the Aligned Performance Podcast, the podcast that goes beyond the day-to-day to help you create your most aligned life of purpose and potential. My name is Trang, your host for the show, and I'm excited for this episode because we're doing something a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit more casual, a little bit more conversational, and we're going to simply have a catch-up. Um, imagine we are sitting over a coffee or lunch and we are catching up like friends. And the reason why I want to have a catch up episode with you is because if you've been following along, you'll know that this year has been a big year for me. Um, there have been major challenges, major changes, potentially the biggest in my life. And now I am in Bali. I have been in Bali now for a whole month. I am going to be here indefinitely still. I don't have an end date of when I will leave. I mean, technically I am going back to, uh, I'm going back home in October for the next Life of Legacy retreat. But after that, I may very well just come straight back here. I'm not sure yet. Um, But yeah, this year has been a big year of changes and I haven't specifically spoken about this in in the podcast because, you know, this podcast isn't really about me. You know, it's it's about you. It's about learnings. It's about information. It's about inspiration. And yeah, sure, I'll share stories and experiences so that you can have different takeaways. Um, but I really want to fill you in in this episode so that you can hopefully get to know me a little bit more. Um, you can hopefully feel more connected to me so that future episodes you have more context to what I speak about and things can resonate with you more deeply. Things can land for you and you can hopefully uh, take more away from the podcast. So as I alluded to before, I've had a very challenging year. Um, I, I did a couple of episodes earlier in the year about this having a couple of extremely challenging months where I barely got any sleep, where, you know, so much was happening at the same time. It was very overwhelming. It was a roller coaster. Well, we are here now in July and the theme has continued because what has eventuated since the start of this year that I don't believe I have openly spoken about on the podcast is I have recently separated from my long-term relationship with James. Um, So it was nine and a half years. I met him when I was 18 years old and we have recently separated as of the last three months. And I won't go into the exact details of, you know, what happened and why. It's not actually my story to share. It's, It's our story and I want to respect that. But because of that separation, which wasn't foreseen, you know, like at the start of this year, we were talking about how we were going to get married next year. You know, that was in the plan. We were at this point in the year meant to be going on a couple's Europe trip. So it was something that was unprecedented. Uh, and as a result, instead of going for a couple's trip in Europe, I am now here in Bali by myself and I've been here for a month. And the first thing I want to say about all of this is despite the challenges, despite the lack of sleep, despite the tornado of emotions and events that have popped up that I didn't plan for, I've learned 
so much more about myself this year and I've learned so much more about life this year than previous years. And I say this, you know, lightly in that it's hard to measure, right? It's not very quantifiable, but I can feel the shift in my own perspective, especially in the realm of relationships. And I'm not a relationship expert, but, you know, like I've just gotten so much insight through lived experience as well as additional research and understanding how it feels to go through these different phases of a relationship in this case a separation you know how I'm seeing it is a successful completion of a relationship I've learned so much and you know that's the first thing that I've been reminded of and this is something that I previously knew and I know you know as well but really honing in on the understanding that it is in our most challenging times that we learn the most because when things are going well when we are content and satisfied then we're going to be less likely to be questioning what we're doing we're going to be less likely to be thinking deeply about what we're doing because it's going well so we're just going to continue with the flow going through the motions but when things aren't going well when things are tough when times are challenging is when we stop and we reflect and when we ask ourselves you know why is this happening how did how did we end up here? You know, what is the purpose of this? What can I do about this? What do I need to do? Or how do I need to be in order to change this situation and get myself out of this? And we actually ask ourselves these questions, which allow us to understand so much more. And not only do challenging times bring us more learnings, challenging times bring us more freedom. I've really observed that. And in fact, being in Bali, I've, I've seen it with the dogs here. You know, the dogs here are, uh, most of them are stray, right? So they're not domesticated. They are essentially wild. And naturally, being wild stray dogs without a guaranteed roof, without guaranteed food or water, without guaranteed safety, you're going to expect that they experience a lot more challenges in their lifetime than domesticated dogs, right? Like uh, some of them don't make it, you know, I've I've seen a, a dead dog floating in the river, you know, some of them don't make it. But the challenges that they do survive make them more free because they know how to hold themselves They know how to survive. They are resilient. And because of their strength and their resilience, they can do whatever they want. They can walk across the street and know when to cross and when to wait for cars and traffic. They can go to the beach if they want. They can sit on the side of the street if they want. They can do whatever they want whenever they want. Versus domesticated dogs, sure, they have the safety and they've always been bubble wrapped, but they don't really have freedom. You know, they only get walked when their owner says they're allowed to be walked. They're only allowed to eat when they're allowed to eat. And if they were, if they were to be let out into the wild, they would barely survive a day. So because these stray dogs have experienced more challenges in their life, they've developed more resilience, they've developed more skill and experience, which allow them more freedom more scope of experience in their life because they can handle it. 
And that's what I'm experiencing this year as well. I've developed this new layer of resilience and, you know, it's going to take more in the future to knock me down. It's going to take more in the future to rattle me, which means I get to do more. I get to put myself out there even more and therefore experience the freedom and the limitless opportunities that life has to offer. And I'm, I'm so grateful for it. I look back and I can say now that I'm actually glad I've gone through this. I'm actually glad that this has happened. I don't necessarily want to go through it again. It has been quite, a, yeah, it's quite been quite a, a, a tough year. Uh, it hasn't been enjoyable. You know, there's been some very low lows, but I'm glad because now I've got this gift of resilience, of freedom, of awareness and wisdom that I can take with me for the rest of my life. I can now, I own this for the rest of my life now. It's mine. But previously I, I didn't have that and I wouldn't have had it if I didn't go through this. So because I recently separated and I now am one whole individual who doesn't have any attachments or any need to adjust my life and my decisions for someone else, I started to contemplate, well, what can I do? And initially I wasn't going to do anything different. I was just going to move out and I was going to continue my life in Melbourne. But then I realized that whenever I talk to the younger generation, <laughs> I say that like I'm so old, but when I talk to the younger generation, for example, my cousins in high school, I always, I always advocate that they go take a gap year. I'm like, go take a gap year. Don't go straight to uni. Don't go straight into work. You're going to get so much more out of a year or more of travel, expanding your mind, expanding your, expanding your perspective, your view of the world, learning more about yourself, learning more about the world. You're going to get so much more out of that than going straight into uni. Like the extra year or two that you take traveling and working, you're going to learn more than like what it costs, which is an extra year or two before you do go to uni, before you maybe follow a professional path. And I advocate that because I wish I did that and I never did. You know, I went straight from school to uni to work and I wish that I did. But then I realized, hold on a second, just because I didn't do it when I was 18 or when I was 22, why can't I do it now? Why not? And in fact, I am in a very privileged position where I do run a predominantly online business where I can. So why not? Just because I'm 28 years old and that's maybe not what a lot of 28-year-olds do, you know, maybe it's like an early 20s thing to go backpacking and traveling and by the time you're in your late 20s, you're more settled. Just because that may be the perspective that I had doesn't mean that I can't do it. Because who says there is a right or wrong sweet sequence of how we should live our life? And, you know, there was, there was so much that I, I, I've been wa- wanting to do. And I don't know what I don't know. So I was like, I just got to do it. Like, maybe I love it. Maybe I 
then want to go adventuring for years to come. But maybe I go traveling and I get homesick. I miss my routine and then I want to come back home. But until I try it, I won't know. And this is something that I have really taken on board. The, The mentality of saying yes. There is a huge movement of saying no at the moment, right? Like if it's not a fuck yes, it is a fuck no. But I really believe at this point in time, because we don't know what we don't know, and until we try, only then will we find out, I really believe that there is so much more to lose when saying no than saying yes. And sure, there are exceptions, but most of the time, what is there really to lose when we say yes? You know, worst case, we'll learn something about ourselves that we don't want to do this or this is not the right way to do things for us but otherwise we're only going to learn more about ourselves open up a whole new realm of life experiences and character developments that we wouldn't have had otherwise and I really want you to ask yourself this as well you know this year is the year of adventure for me you know so many people have said that I'm living this really audacious year and if this is something that you look up to. Uh, If this is something that you do want for yourself, then I encourage you to ask yourself, why not? Powerful words, those two. Why not? What is there really to lose? The first few days that I came here, it was interesting. Like I didn't have the deep excitement that I thought I would. Like here I was with a one-way ticket to Bali, you know, I, I get to work from here. I get to vacay here. It's something that I'd previously dreamt of and it's something that I know so many people desire to do. But the first few days, I didn't feel that excitement. In fact, the first few, day, first few days here, I had quite mixed emotions. Like I, I felt a bit of sadness, a bit of grievance because A year ago, I was actually here with James and we were planning our wedding here. And coming back here, this time by myself, without a wedding, you know, I went through all of the emotions of mourning what could have been, letting go of what my previous expectations were and my vision for what my future would have been, you know, letting go of my identity you know, being a girlfriend has been part of my identity for almost a decade. And I really had to face that in the rawest, rawest, is that the word? In the most raw form when I came here for the first few days. But then after the first three or so day, three or so days, I started to wake up. I would look outside. There would be the palm trees, the sunrise over the volcano here in Bali I would see that over the rice fields and I would be filled with a wave of gratitude, wave of excitement and empowerment and liberation. And I realized I am living my dream. You know, there is nothing else that I'd rather be doing right now. There is nowhere else that I'd rather be. I'm literally in paradise. So this was interesting because the first few days I had very mixed emotions and part of me was like, am I, am I doing the right thing? Have I made the right choice? 
And what I've learned from this, and I really want to share this with you, is don't let your emotions and your feelings trick you into not going for something or thinking that the life that you're living now isn't your dream life. Like, don't let your emotions just don't let your emotions um, mask what is really going on because the reality is no matter how incredible a dream reality can be there's always going to be a flip side every coin has a flip side every success has its challenges its failures every pursuit has its hardships you know the dry work the monotonous nature every every dream comes with darker sides comes with resistance at the very least resistance because our ego doesn't like change so naturally any change especially when we graduate from our current normal life to our dream life is going to be met with the ego resisting and trying to withhold us from going through that process from growing through the, the metamorphosis process. You know, naturally, our sense of identity doesn't want to change. The caterpillar, like, will have to die before it becomes a butterfly. And nothing wants to die, especially not the ego. So there is going to be a flip side to anything. So don't let your day-to-day emotions, your resistance, your fears Get in the way of you stepping into the highest, most powerful version of yourself, living your dream life. We've got to rise above the fluctuations of emotions and we've got to make decisions and we've got to live the course of the highest level of who we know we want to become and where we want to go. And a great way to... to um, understand that is simply ask yourself you know where do I really want to be in five years where do I really want to be in 10 years if I could have anything what reality do I desire and that is your north star that is what you chase regardless of the emotions that arise that you experience day to day so being here has been a dream (laughs) Right. I, I don't want to play it down. In fact, I used to play down things that I got to enjoy. I used to play down the rewards that I used to experience. But I'm not going to play it down anymore because, one, hopefully me sharing the fact that I can do this and I get to experience means it is a reality that is up for grabs in this world. It is up for grabs. Like if it's been done before, it can be replicated. If it's been done before, why can't you do it too? But secondly, here's the other thing. Me being able to experience these rewards and me being able to experience this life actually adds to the, the, the development and the wisdom that I have as a coach and a mentor and a speaker. I have lived through more, you know. There's still so much more to live through, but I have lived through a set amount of experiences, there's a set amount of learnings and um, your developments that I have been through. And that makes me a better coach, a better mentor, a better speaker. And I want to embrace that. I am here for the experiences. You know, the more that I fall, amazing. The better I get 
at getting back up and the more I can help you get back up in your life as well. So I'm not going to play it down. You know, whilst I've been here, it's been a month, it has been a dream, right? Like I've, <laughs> I've cooked a total of zero times because the food here is so delectable and it is affordable enough that I can buy food out every single day. So I'm sitting in a cafe and I'm having a beautiful acai bowl, a beautiful nasi goreng, your nasi kampur. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's like rice with all of these different curries around the outside. Um, and then, you know, like I, it's hot and it's beautiful every single day. The sun is out every day. I'll work from 7am to 2pm and then I'll get the scooter and I'll go out to a ride to a waterfall that's 20 minutes from my villa. Like I'm meeting people from all over the world here. People who... I'm sure existed in Melbourne, but maybe not as prevalent because Bali is such an international location. So many people from all different continents come here and they they work here, they they vacay here. And I've just expanded my mind so much. Like I feel like I've finally stepped out of the bubble of Melbourne <laughs> and I've finally, you know, been able to open up my eyes to what is out there and I can then hopefully take that into my coaching and mentoring and speaking. So it has been beautiful here. Um, But at the start in week two, when I, so week one, when I got here, I didn't work much. I just relaxed and settled in. I fell sick as well. So I had to just take it easy. Week two, I went back to work and I had to learn how to balance like my work schedule, because I'm so used to time boxing my day every, like to the T, like I would time box every minute. And if I fell behind by 10 minutes, then I would hustle to catch up. And, you know, every, everything is meticulously planned out. So that works for me in Melbourne, but I'm here in Bali now. And one morning I went out for a run It was a 30-minute run and it was scheduled in. So I needed to be back in 30 minutes so I could have my shower, I could have my breakfast, I could like sit down and start my work day. But on my run, I ran past this incredible little natural spring. I was running through the forest. There was like this river and natural spring and there was this perfect little bathing spot where the natural spring was flowing down. And I saw it and I was like, oh, it would be so luscious to just be able to bathe under that right now. Like I'm hot, I'm sweating. And then my first thoughts initially were, oh, it'd be nice, but I'll do it another time. Like I've got to go back. I've got to have my shower. I've got my schedule to stick to. But then I stopped and I thought, hold on a second. What am I doing? I'm here in Bali. I can stop for five minutes and have a beautiful natural spring bath. Why not? What am I going to lose? And I actually ended up procrastinating work that morning. But you know what? I was proud that I procrastinated work. Because for me, and this may be relevant for you, but it may also not be relevant. And I'll expand more on that in a moment. This is relevant for me because I have so well developed my muscle of discipline. You know, like I said, 
for years now, I have been time boxing and I stick to the schedule with no problems each day. I get shit done. That is something that is second nature to me now. But the opposite, being able to be spontaneous and to just be, like remembering that, you know, like I'm a human being and, you know, I'm like on this tiny floating rock in this infinitely expanding large universe. Like there's no right way to be a human being. Like I'm just pretending to play the role of what a human being should be, but there's no right way. So stop trying to always almost hold up this facade of this human being who's a high achiever, who's a businesswoman and just be. And that is something that I knew that I have, I I know that I've been needing to work on for a while because without the spontaneity and the flow and the switching off and the relaxation, it can lead into a pretty um, irreversible place of burnout and resentment and, you know, anxiousness and depression. Like it, it can get to that place. So I knew that I needed to develop the skill of being able to slow down. So I was proud that I procrastinated that morning. Having said that, that is not going to be relevant for some of you listening either. You know, some of you listening are at a point in your journey where you know you need to be developing the skill of discipline. You need to be following through with commitments and promises that you make to yourself because you're yet to showcase to yourself that you can do that consistently. And if that's you, then what I've just shared is not relevant to you. What's relevant to you is doing what you can in your power to be disciplined, to stick to your schedule, to follow through with commitments. And here is the thing. I was talking about this with a a beautiful woman, Elise, who I met here. She's also living here at the moment. There is no one piece of advice that is relevant to everyone. Because at the end of the day, any, any behavior exists on a spectrum. And along that spectrum, you can slide up and down. You can be more extreme in one way, but you can also be more extreme in the other way. And when it comes to any behavior, so in this case, work ethic and uh, like hours put into work, you know, regimented work schedules, that exists along a spectrum and there are people who are ridiculously regimented and there are people who are not regimented enough and therefore are getting nothing done so along the spectrum at either end any extreme for too long is likely going to become unresourceful it's likely going to backfire at some point So what we need to do is not necessarily find the middle point. I don't believe that. I don't necessarily believe that we need to find the balancing point because what is there to be achieved by having the perfect middle balancing point when it comes to work ethic? You're not going to be doing enough to achieve the success that's required in this world today. But also, if you're, you know, never completely switched off either, then that's going to lead to this underlying hum of, you know, anxiousness because you never switched off and your mind is always running. So it's not about the balance point, but what it is about is being able to swing from one to the other, being able to 
access both extremes, having both extremes in your repertoire to be able to draw from when required. And I learned that because I have, you could say, mastered the art of discipline. And okay, I don't know if I've mastered it, but it is pretty second nature to me. Okay, like it's gotten to the point where, yeah, I've needed to actually go the other way. And, um, and, and that's what I'm working on, going the other way to use that. And then I can now access both when I need to. And this is going to be something that is going to be relevant to you as well, because when it comes to work ethic, you know, have you developed both ends of the spectrum? Because you need to have access to both to be able to adapt at different times in your life. The final thing that I want to share with you about this trip, because it has been a big part of this trip, is actually something that I really considered whether I should share with you because it is quite personal. But also I thought if I share this with you, then one, you can see that I am a constant work in progress myself. You know, I'm not, I'm not perfect. I don't have it all figured out. I don't pretend to. Um, but also to share more of me you know, like authenticity and vulnerability so that you can hopefully connect with me more. Um, and hopefully this opens up the floor for you to be able to go to this level of authenticity and vulnerability and self-acceptance in your life. And the reason why I say that is because what I want to share with you is in regards to meeting and connecting with men here. Uh, so yeah, I'm now a single, unattached and whole woman and I am open to exploring connections with other men and um, I actually had a, a client talk to me recently about her relationship challenges because I've been telling her about mine and it gave her permission to to go really deep into that you know like I'm not an expert so I'm not advising but I'm supporting and I'm I'm listening and holding space for her. And hopefully this does the same for you, especially because my client did voice that she would love to hear me openly talk about this part of me even more. And that will create a safe space for her and others to do so. So what I want to share with you is the other day I went to a gym here. And when I went into the gym, I noticed that there was a God of a man in the gym. <laughs> I was enthralled by him, right? Like he had his shirt off, I mean, barley tings, and I just couldn't take my eyes off him. <laughs> so because I'm impatient, that is one of my toxic traits, but it's also a very uh, resourceful trait as well. I am impatient, so I don't want to wait for things to happen. I don't wait for things to unfold. And there was a voice in my head that was like, just go and talk to him. You want to get to know him, go and get to know him. But as soon as I visualized, you know, that scenario of me going to talk to this God of a man, I could feel my heart rate rise. I could feel my heart pumping in my chest. My hands were getting clammy. And then every part of me was like, don't do it. You know, what if you get rejected? What if you look silly? But then also every part of me was like, you've got to get to know this man. So I procrastinated. I went back and forth in my head for ages. Before I knew it, I took so long to make a decision that he had to finish his workout and he had left. 
And I was kicking myself. I'd lost this opportunity. I didn't know if I would see him again. Anyway, three days later, I go back to the same gym. And when I walk through the doors, guess who's there on the treadmill looking like a god? (laughs) So this time I was like, I have to go talk to him. But same thing, as soon as like that scenario played out in my head, I could feel the butterflies in my stomach. I could feel my heart pumping in my chest. It's like almost going to explode out of my chest. Anyway, I procrastinate, you know, I'm self-negotiating. And then he starts wrapping up his workout. He starts to walk out of the gym and I'm like, oh my God, this is it. This is my final chance. I have to do this. I have to do this for me. I have to do this to get to know him. So then I run out after him and I talk to him. I say hello. And I survived. I didn't die. It was fine. In fact, it was lovely. It was actually a very sweet interaction. Now, the, the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because a lot of people say that I'm confident. But no one wakes up one day and they are suddenly confident or courageous. Our courage and our confidence comes from the choices that we make day to day. And each choice that we make is a vote for us to go in one direction or another. We either make a choice to get closer to who we want to become or that choice is going to bring us further from who we want to become. And in this case, when it comes to courage and confidence, every single choice is going to be expanding the boundaries of what is normal for us and what we are capable of doing and our sense of who we are and what we would do versus the shrinking the boundaries of who we are and what we would do. You know, there are people who are like, you know, oh, I could never do that. Like, that's not who I am. Well, that's simply the result of years, maybe even, in fact, yes, decades of their boundaries being shrunk so much by their choices that they have solidified their sense of who they are and what they can even do. But none of that is static. It is constantly shifting. And we have the power to shift those boundaries each day with the decisions that we make. It doesn't have to be big decisions. It's the small choices that accumulate and create this sense of who we are. So I was proud of myself because that first time that I didn't talk to this man, my boundaries shrunk. I started to question, oh my gosh, am I out of the game? Like, do I not have the ability to go up and talk to men? Because I used to do that when I was 18. I used to do that. Like I remember I'd just see a man at the beach and I would go up to him and give him my number. Um, But yeah, I've been out of the game for a while. And I was like, maybe I can't do it anymore. Maybe I don't have game anymore. But the second time when I did go up to him, I got so much out of it. Like it wasn't even about getting to know him. Yes, it is. But it's, it was more about I had to do it for me. I had to create, an, I had to create the standard of what I know I can do. So <laughs> this has been quite a long episode. This always happens. I thought this was only going to be 20 minutes or so, but can you tell I'm a talker? <laughs> I think that's why I've got a podcast with over 130 episodes. Um <sighs> I'm having a blast over here Uh, and I really hope that these stories I've shared today have inspired and empowered you to 
show up and to put in the work to create your dream life, whatever it looks like for you. You know, genuinely, like I, I don't really see myself as being that special or skilled or anything, but it's just been something that I've been working towards and creating for almost a decade for me to be able to be here. So if I can do it, you can too. And, and being here, I'm, I'm seeing so many digital nomads, you know, so many entrepreneurs, so many CEOs, business owners, like it just highlights how accessible it is. You know, we're in 2023. We're in what could be called the entrepreneurial revolution. Like it's never been easier. It's never been more accessible. There have never been more opportunities to build your own business today. And it will never be as easy to do so as it is today. Because each day that goes by, there is going to be more people jumping in, jumping on board. There's going to be more competition, you could say. It's never going to be as easy as it is today. So the best time to start was yesterday. And the second best time to start is today. And that's how I really want to wrap up this episode. Like we have this one life. Why wouldn't you do everything in your power to work towards your dream life, to work towards self-actualization and fulfillment of your purpose, of your potential? Like, why wouldn't you? What is there really to lose? And to wrap up this, I do want to mention, if this really calls to you, if you feel like that this is your time you were done waiting around and you want to explore what your potential is. You want to really start up your own personal brand and you want to take the next step in your career, in your life, but you don't know how, you're overwhelmed, you're not sure where to start, you feel like you need accountability, you need someone in your corner, then please feel free to reach out to me. That's what I'm here for. I'm here as your mentor. I'm here as your coach and I've got openings starting this month, next month for life of legacy, for one-on-one mentoring, for even power your potential later this year. Like just reach out to me. Let's, let's have a chat. Let's see what would be the best option for you based on what your needs are. Let's see if we're even an aligned fit to work together. You know, no obligations, but I am here for you. All right. Thank you for listening to the end of this episode. It has been a long one. I hope that you've enjoyed the stories, that you've enjoyed the updates. And if you did enjoy this episode, do let me know because then I can do more of these in the future. But sometimes, um, yeah, I just don't want to be doing too many episodes about me. Um, but yeah, if, if you enjoyed this, then let me know and, and I, can, um, I can understand how this is being received on your end. All right, fam, you enjoy the rest of your day. Keep showing up as your highest self and I will catch you in the next one. Bye.